in this episode of the What Even Is Fashion Technology podcast, I spoke to the creative painter and digital aura artist who goes by the name of Yosh Digital. And Yosh's main body of work focuses on adding a digital aura layer to fashion content in order to style the image more and give it this elevated meaning. So Yosh channels then adds and draws on a digital aura onto the image based on the person and also what they're wearing. So Yosh is a really sweet guy and I'm excited for you to hear his process and also to hear what you think of digital auras and if you think this can elevate fashion content. So enjoy. your Instagram name obviously it's Yosh Digital and then I was thinking is your name Yosh oh so your real name's Josh yeah real name is Joshua um always went by Yo- Joe sorry <laughs> always went by Josh and then um yeah. when I was like five or six my my uncle started calling me Yosh and my entire family's called me Yosh for the past 15-20 years now so it's it's been a nickname and then I um, just kind of adopted that into my art persona because I wanted to, you know, everyone has their name, like a rap name, like an art name. And so I'm like, I already got mine. My uncle gave it to me. So Yosh it is. It works. It really works. It's your art alter ego. I like that a lot. Exactly. Well, why don't you start <laughs> by introducing yourself properly and what it is that you do? Yeah, um, my name is Yosh. I'm a digital aura artist. Um, I dabble in the Web 2, Web 3 space. And I'm currently uh, residing in Arizona. I'm born in Sacramento, California, but out here in Arizona for a while. And I just, I really love fashion. I really love being able to draw on the world and draw on physical things. So anything from digital art to even painting on clothes, all that sorts of stuff. But yeah, I consider myself a digital aura artist. Um, I've, I've tried to, I don't know, give it a name for a while. Um, I've called myself an edit artist, but to me that just seems too broad. So I stuck with um, drawing auras. So whenever I make an edit, I, really, you know, try to pull from the image and pull from the uh, the model to bring out their vibe, um, bring out their aura, uh, really whatever they're wearing kind of kind of decides that and th- their vibe of the picture decides that. But that's that's how I classify it as a digital aura. Um, that's so cool. So obviously, just to go slightly off topic straight away, do you are you into spiritual things like how? How did this idea come about for digital auras? Is this an original idea as well, or is it something that people are doing? I don't see anybody else calling it digital aura. Um, I have a little bit of a fan base that I, I see people copy my style. Um, so like I save those and put them in my little Instagram files and stuff because I like looking at it. I'm very pleased to see that people like to draw like me. Um, mm. I'd like to think it's an original idea, but in this world, everything's already done before. So I can't c- confirm that it's an original idea. Um, yeah. but with, yeah, with, with the aura, I guess I've, I've I grew up Mormon. I grew up a, in a very spiritual household. Um, as of right now, I'm, I have like my own like path in spirituality. So I, I definitely enjoy, um, the presence of, of happy people, sad people, and like kind of figuring out that vibe, like right off when I meet them and stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely more of a spiritual person for sure. 
That's so cool. And it's so cool that you're combining it with your art and in a digital way. I've certainly never heard it before. So it, that I really love that. So how did your journey with art begin? Like when you were a child, were you interested in art? When did it first all start? Um, my, my journey really started, yeah, when I was young, um, there was a break in between, but like my, my mom, she taught us all different sorts of instruments. Um, I learned how to play violin, learned how to play piano, um, ukulele, um, always in that artistic realm. My mom loved to see us, you know, do arts and crafts. She always had that, like, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So like video games wasn't a thing until I was like a teenager, but always doing arts and crafts, always trying to expand that like creativity in our heads. So I thank my mom for that. Definitely. Um, and when I think it was about like 10, 11 years old, that's when I got a hold of video games. So I definitely like passed on to, you know, doing video games for a while and just, you know, being a, a kid. And I think it really, it definitely has a little bit of a darker side when I was around like 17, 18, definitely didn't know what I was doing with my life. Um, kind of started going downhill a little bit like mentally. And so I, I, I turned to just trying to create and trying to find my own happiness without like worrying about other people or anything like that. So I started, you know, drawing and, and just creating anything that I thought would, was cool to me, honestly. And that is, I started out painting, drawing digital or drawing uh, on a pencil paper, um, really anything I could think of, but I think that the digital art journey started, I think around, let's see, 2017, 2018, I think maybe towards, yeah, 2018, I downloaded an app on my phone, paid like five bucks for it and just started drawing digital art on top of photos that I had. It wasn't, it didn't start out like with fashion, but it definitely, I started like putting stuff on pictures to like kind of fit into the the picture. So like yeah. drawing on the world, drawing on um, pictures of myself or pictures of other people um, kind of did like portraiture. Um, and then four years later, here I am drawing on some of the coolest fashion brands that I get a partner with. So super sweet. I love it. Yeah. And how did you get into drawing on fashion pictures? I was, I was obsessed with the idea of anime and like drawing, like powering up and like making people seem like more imposing than they are on a picture. And so I'm a nerd. I loved drawing like the, the power of a person. And so that's where the, the auras kind of started. And, um, I, I found fashion as a good way to, to just capture somebody in a, in a, a simple photo. Like it, it was pretty like regular. It wasn't like super different every time. So I was able to just draw similarly and be able to make it like a consistent thing. Um, sorry, behind me, I have our pet, our pet bunny rabbit. So if he's making noise, let me know. He's rattling the cage right now. <laughs> I apologize. If it's your rabbit, His name's Thumper. Fine. We'll let him off. <laughs> oh. that's sweet but um but Uh, yeah so when you're creating these fashion images for clients do they know that you're creating a digital aura and was that your original idea or did it come later on it came later on it 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 was like I said I'm I'm trying to like figure out what I was what I was and what I was doing 
And that, that terminology, digital aura came within the like last year or so. And when I, when I first started doing digital arts, I, I, I did like portraiture. So like I would redraw the entire face and like then do like a theme or like a stylized portrait. And I realized I don't really enjoy that as much as letting my energy flow into the picture by drawing auras. So it, it, it definitely was took some time to get there. So what's your process when you create your pieces? Do you take your time to look at the image and then kind of visualize what the aura is? Or, yeah, do you have a special process for that? So uh, with my with my digital art, I I start out by um, going through Instagram. I, I pull all of my like images from Instagram. I um, just find different fashion influencers that I enjoy, like looking at their clothes and when I, when I, um, kind of pull my, when I take my image to put on my iPad, it's, I start out by doing my line work and the line work is really like pretty simple. I can, you know, get it done within like 20, 30 minutes. I, I've done it so many times now, but then when it, when it comes to like the theme and like the aura of it, that really is just up to like my hand, like whatever, whatever flows out, um, only, you know, do multiple layers and like do a couple different designs first. And then whatever flows out that's that's really where it where it starts um i do enjoy like a cloud theme i'm very very passionate about clouds and and the air air style of um, my auras um yeah but i mean it it really just depends on on what i'm feeling that day honestly that all comes to it like my aura and their aura like mashed together really Wow. I mean, a few things. First of all, I love how you said you're into clouds. It reminds me of when I was in high school and when I did art, like GCSE and A-level, I would, like every single like piece of work I would do would always turn into like a cloudy, dreamy scene. And like, I just couldn't help it. And like, that's all I wanted to do. So I completely get you when you say you're into clouds. Like there's just something about them. It's like really dreamy. So I like, so maybe they're connected to auras. That's quite cool. Um, very, yeah, very no, dreamy. I love how yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I always wanted to do like dreamy stuff. And even when I tried not to, it would just turn into that. So that's really cool that you said right? that. <laughs> and yeah. And I like how you kind of have the you have your your process where you do the lines of what they're wearing, but then you also have this added layer on top that's like a bit deeper where you're kind of channeling that aura. And that's that's why I mean that's why your work must resonate with people more than it just being kind of no depth to it so I really I think understanding that is really cool and you obviously have your own specific style how did that come about did that just naturally evolve over time yeah I I stick with honestly just you typically just one like um one pencil style or whatever it is uh one one pen like I use this one pen called syrup on procreate and I do that for pretty much all of the designs. Sometimes I'll throw in some extra textile design or whatever, but I typically just use the one pen. Um, and then with the Apple Pencil, it has that pressure sensitivity. So I'm able to draw thinner lines and then bigger lines really quickly to add that curve and that flow. Um, and that, yeah, when, when, I, when I started out like on my, my phone, that was all the lines were the same, the same thickness. So once I got the iPad and the Apple Pencil, it, the world changed. <laughs> the first day I drew, I'm like, this is insane. This is so sick. So would you say that kind of upgrading your equipment with things like digital art is a massive positive? 
Yeah, and I I didn't pay much for my. I think I paid like $150 for an older generation iPad and I mean out when I got the iPad and pencil like the newer stuff came out. So they had the the Apple Pencil 2 and like the Pro and all that and I don't have that. I have a Apple Generation 6 iPad and an Apple Pencil 1 and it does get a little annoying when it's uh storage is only 32 gigabytes, but it it, it works. I transfer all that over um but it it definitely you don't need something super expensive to do what I do. It's it's really about feeling the vibe, feeling the passion, and it, just exploring that more so than the expensive technology. But I would say owning a Procreate and an Apple Pencil definitely changed my game. Yeah, that's really good to know. That's really good advice. Um, so I want to know what you think personally of what do you believe the benefit is of you adding this illustration to existing fashion content for the person who's created the image. So if you're a fashion influencer and you've taken a photo of you wearing your clothes, for example, or a brand has this content, what do you believe is the added value you're bringing by putting your illustrations on top? I think it changes the game because in my opinion, like you see the, the same fashion I mean, you have favorite influencers, yes, but you see the same fashion all over the place. And mm. um, especially with like Web3 and digital artists becoming more prominent in the art world instead of like, you know, five years ago when that wasn't a thing, being able to take yourself and make a character, but you're still yourself. So you're not like a digital character, you're you. And then you have all this this energy around you um, really to me brings a whole nother level to the, to the image. Um, and so my, my direction with like different clothing companies is really to accentuate what, what piece of clothing, what accessory they're, they're marketing, um, to attract the eye to looking at it versus just seeing another image. And that's, that's where I'm, I'm really trying to push towards different uh, clothing companies to, to show them like, Hey, you can, you can stylize your stuff instead of it just being the same old like picture, you know? Yeah. And it kind of ties back to what we were saying, kind of adds this like dreamy alternate reality layer on top of a regular image, which I think is definitely something that's going to make it more eye catching and then sell products better, make an image more beautiful. And make it more exciting. And, everyone, and then that definitely ties into the whole idea of like what we can do with digital fashion and also in Web3. It truly is like, yeah, combining physical and digital to make things more compelling. So I think, yeah, that's really cool. You're definitely right about that. And I think everyone wants something unique. You know, everyone wants to feel like they're the only one with that thing, you know. And so when I create my my edits, like they're, they're one of ones. Like they're not, I don't, t- I mean, I do have a style, but they're all different. They're all unique and they're to their aura. So I think that really like expands on the idea of being unique and having your own accessory to your images, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm so glad I know this because obviously I really liked the work you were doing, but now knowing the deeper meaning behind them as well. It makes me like them even more. So I think it's really cool that you're able to explain this. But you said that you had, you obviously do collaborations with brands and influencers. How did, from when you started doing your edits and just putting them out there, how did people reach out to you and how did you actually start getting collaborations with what you're doing? So I 
have like my own little like marketing scheme. Um, when, when I draw my edits, I pick out, you know, fashion influencers on Instagram and I'll tag them. And typically they, they share it and they're excited about it. Cause it's out of the blue. Like they'll see me like it or if they see me like it. Um, and then I'll like throw a comment on there, a little hint. I throw like a cloud and like the, the painting emoji on there. Um, as like a hint that I'm going to make an edit for them. So I don't know if that, if they ever see that, but that's just like what I do for myself. Um, and with, with that, like it's, it's kind of like built my own like marketing tool to where they share my post and I get their views. And then if there are fashion companies following them, which typically they are, they reach out to me and they're like, Whoa, we love your stuff. Let's, let's collaborate on a project together. So that has worked really well in my favor by just, you know, handing out free ones um, from time to time. And that, that, that works as my own, like I do it for free for myself. I love doing it. And then people love having the art and then they share it. Yeah. It just shows like the power of social media. It reminds me, cause I did, I interviewed a footwear designer, Joey Kamis, and he said that, yeah, all the work that he's got, he's literally applied for jobs and things like this, but all the work that he's got has come through Instagram and just putting his work out there. So it just shows how obviously social media has its downfalls, but as a platform for your work as a creative person it's great because you can yeah put your stuff out there and then it can get noticed yeah it's a great lesson as well because if you love to do something you should just start doing it and start doing it for the influencers for the brands that you want to do it and then it could get noticed and that can lead to paid work and people noticing your stuff so I think that's really inspiring and like very like shows your entrepreneurial spirit as well so it's it's really it's a good a good lesson for people but um, what's your favorite project that you've done so far? I think most recently, my favorite project was with a cl- clothing company called Satire. Um, their their mission statement is like sad and satire. So they make they make a joke of the sadness that goes on through everyone's life of just the mundane world, you know. Um, and so I met them through other like fashion influencers and friends. And I think the reason why they're my favorite is because I love the guys. Like they're super humble, super great to talk to. Um, whenever I was like, um, giving them an idea of like what I wanted to do, they were, yeah, let's do it. Like, I, I love it. I love your stuff. Like they, they had their own, um, ideas for it as well. And it just really worked and meshed well. And that to me is when I have a lot of praise for a project is usually how like simple and easy it is compared to somebody who's like, I need all these changes. And then they're like super short and not like, not trying to build a relationship there. Cause I'm, I'm very big on, you know, building relationship, having a good uh, friendship with that person. So working with satire was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, you obviously, I mean, it's clear that you like to be very authentic with things you do. So it makes sense that you want to build that relationship with people. And that sounds like a really cool brand. I'm definitely going to check them out. It sounds really, yeah, really unique ideas. Um, yeah, Satire actually recently there, what is also cool about the company is that they have a NFT project called the Sad Time Sheep. And so they're expanding on that whole um, sad world where we live in and how we just try to, you know, get a job, make make ends meet and try to, you know, live a happy life, but everyone is a, is a sheep in, in that sense. And so they have, they have this NFT sheep project where you, you have a sheep that ends up growing up, getting a job and is more of a storytelling sheep uh, project. So like 
just him, like them doing that clothing company and then also building upon a whole story idea uh, within their their art project made that whole collaboration even more fun. Cause I'm like, wow, you, you get what people my age and I mean, even older or younger, like in our general area are going through in this, this social world of just feeling like sometimes we don't know what we're doing. And that to me really like struck a chord. I was like, wow, definitely a fun company to work with. So really cool. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. And I think it's also something that a lot of people I mean, a lot of brands don't talk about because they want to sell this dream of like the ideal world and especially facing the mundane, which people do struggle with, but kind of struggle with in silence because no one wants to kind of talk about that. So that's, yeah, it sounds like a really cool brand for sure. And then, yeah, it's interesting they're doing NFTs. I think it's nice to see because I think what people get scared of with digital things and things like nfts is they feel quite soulless or can feel quite soulless or like a novelty and like there isn't depth behind what they are and what like and the art behind them and yeah it's nice to see things like nfts actually have meaning behind it and yeah it sounds really interesting so i'm definitely going to check that out would you ever sell your work as nfts or are you already doing that um i've had several ideas of what i could do what I really want to do is sell my my digital auras, but I've ran into trouble with owning the original photo and um, copyright law. So um, for my project to go forward, I have to ask for ownership of all the images that I do. Yeah. Um, I have a couple people that they're totally okay with it, which is great. I just haven't gotten like all of my edits um, and there's a couple yeah. hundred. So um, that is, that is the project idea to release NFTs of the original artwork. So sometime in the future, maybe a, a year or two down the line, um, when I have a, um, a, a storage of NFTs that I can actually produce and put out there. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I, I, I would love to do that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I may probably know the answer, but what is your opinion on things like NFTs, especially within fashion? Um, I really enjoy the fashion NFTs. Um, I really enjoy the, the augmented reality images and, and clothing that to me is probably my favorite part of NFTs. Um, cause that you own and it's not just like an image on your phone and no story behind it. You can wear it. You can, um, show it off to your friends, like make a, a YouTube video with you guys wearing your, your fashion hall, you know, like that, that to me is really sweet. Um, as of like, like you said earlier, like the NFTs that have no meaning behind them, I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> um, people who are out there to get cash grabs and just make AI generated art and then sell that and try to make a quick buck is not, that doesn't resonate with me. I I mean, to each their own, do what you think you can do to make money. Like everyone's here to make money and, and live in the world. But I think if you really care about your art, you're going to want to build a story behind it and and make it into something where people can appreciate and not just expect to make money off of. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. That's exactly the issue that I've had with the word, like you said, resonating with certain NFT projects or the idea of NFTs or yeah, AI generated art. Like it's it's hard to see the beauty in it. To be honest, I think most people feel that way and 
like anything, I think the authentic brands and the authentic art, that's the one that resonates with the most people or they are the ones that resonate with the most people in the end and they're the ones that have success. And I think even if you could make kind of quick money from these other more less authentic pieces of art, I don't think in the long term, always the authentic brands and the authentic art kind of is the most successful in the end. So that's that's really interesting. But because you've obviously said you like to, you're into fashion, you like doing the fashion edits. When did your journey with fashion begin? Why you? Why have you chosen to go down this lens with your digital art? I honestly wasn't really into fashion when I was younger. Um, I started like looking at streetwear, but I think like back in like 2015, like I really started like enjoying like the pieces people were making. Um, I was always a big fan of um, Jean-Michel Basquiat. So that, even though he's not alive today, I think him and Andy Warhol, their, their ideas translated into the fashion industry by being able to market um, just really strong ideas, cultural ideas um, and, and making those staples. And so when I, when I like, figured out in my mind that these, I mean, the shoes or like certain fashion companies like are producing art more so than just clothing that that's where it kind of like started for me to, to draw digitally on it. Cause I'm like, well, this is art. These are people, these are things people care about in, in a sense of, of building them, their, their repertoire in creation in, in a sense. And so when, when I, when I started looking into that and started seeing that, fashion was a popular thing i'm like oh maybe i'll give my hand at this and see what's up so that's that's where like the idea of drawing on life um started in in the fashion sense so what is your definition of digital art hmm my definition of digital art would at a basis be anything that that uses a screen like anything that uses technology in that sense to to make art there is like when I, when i thought about it there's i didn't know if it was digital art but there was this one art um structure in i think japan or something a japanese artist who created a um a robotic arm that swept up the oil to survive i don't know if you've seen that no, you know what I i'm haven't. talking about yeah, I mean, it's really like deep and like if you watch like its progression, um, it's uh, like one of those robotic arms that they use for like building cars and stuff. But this one's sole purpose is to sweep up its oil that it's pouring out of it to to continue to survive. And I think it went on for a year, a couple years or so. Um, and by it slowly got slower and not as quick and picked up less oil. And then eventually it stopped working. and. I think that's also digital art because it, it, I mean, it doesn't really sound like it's digital, but it, it does use technology to, to create art. And I mean, we're in a, a world where now VR and augmented reality um, and, you know, NFTs are becoming more of an art thing. And so to me, anything that uses some tech, some type of technology that, I mean, has computers in it or whatever, to me, it, that's a digital form of art. Like, but videography, um, I mean, there's so much stuff that goes into digital art now. 
and I don't even know if we, we can call it digital art, if we can call it technology art. I don't like what is even technology. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, it's a I it's love, a big question. <laughs> yeah, because I so wasn't expecting you to say that, but I like how you said it because it's a bit like with fashion technology. I know it's not just digital fashion; like it's also things like materials that are made out of natural mushroom fibers, things like this, or it's yeah, it's like the construction of clothing, or it's yeah it's like it's everything that goes into it it's different materials it's all these different things so it's similar to that I suppose it's not just one thing and yeah it's a lot of and it's constantly changing as well as new innovations and new ways of doing things like this um evolve so I completely get your answer and it's yeah it's really cool I like yeah it's it's hard to describe (laughs) but like I don't want to sound bland when I when I say just digital art is anything you use an iPad or a computer for because no, but I, it's, it's just, right as well. Like it's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cool. <laughs> so obviously you're kind of evolving and teaching yourself how to do this in everyday learning and getting bigger. But what advice would you give to individuals who are exploring the digital art world or wanting to create edits? Like what advice would you give to those people? I'd just say go for it making making something and making art in general comes with time and the best thing to do would be starting and just going for it i know my my history in art wasn't always like oh, i'm proud of this when i was younger my my older sibling and younger sibling they were both very good at taking their time on a piece and they would you know draw like a realistic dory or like a realistic um figure like something that was realistic and had very fine detail and I just couldn't sit there for that long and so I would get upset saying that I'm not a good artist I can't do this it doesn't entertain me and then you know it turned into me just expressing myself faster and and more in a energetic type of way which which formed my digital auras so I think the best advice to give to somebody would be to just keep going and really express yourself in any which way you can. And practice doesn't make perfect. I I heard this like quote on TikTok or Instagram about this like preachers like practice makes what? And everyone's like perfect. He's like no. Yeah. Practice makes more practice and makes you evolve but does not make you perfect because perfection is is impossible. So there are people out there that struggle with the idea of this needs to be perfect. This needs to be exactly what I had in my mind. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's just not possible because you're going to mess up. You're going to have those happy little accidents. You're going to you're gonna not be happy with where your paintbrush landed or where your pencil landed. And you're going to have to change it or you're going to have to do something different. Um, and so I think taking that idea of accepting what you, you put on the paper will be able to grow your artistic talent instead of hold it back by, you know, making a mistake. Okay, cool. That's cool. You did a mistake, but that's also art itself. You know, that's, that came directly from you, whether you meant to do it or not, that's, that's the art. So really just, you can't have a perfect piece. There's no, there's nothing like that. So. So I think so many people struggle with perfectionism and it really holds them back because they can't, whatever this idea in their mind to achieve perfect which you can't do 
that stops them from putting their work out there or continuing to practice whatever artistic thing they're doing or whatever thing they're doing. And yeah, and then it holds people back. And, and I think I've always wondered, yeah, what can you do to kind of fight perfectionism? What you've just said is like really good. And I've never heard it before. So I'm definitely going to remember that. So that's amazing. And so where do you think the future of art is going? Oh man, it's, it's an insane world that we live in. Like, for one, augmented reality, like that, that blows my mind. We've always heard about it in movies and, you know, having like glasses you put on, and then you can see different details that you can't see with your normal eye. Um, and with, with being able to make digital fashion, that really allows people to, you know, pay a dollar for a sweatshirt that would cost $300. You know, you're not wearing it actually, but you're, you're able to show it off and feel like you own the piece. Um, and then digital art that that expresses people we don't normally get to talk to because they're on the other side of the world. We'll be able to see that and then compound ideas and form something totally new. And I think the future is is so large. Like there's so much that we don't know about in in the technology that we're developing to create art. And I think it's 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 fantastic. I'm happy to be alive in this era for sure. Oh, yeah, no, I feel the exact same. It's really exciting. And yeah, I feel it's really on a tipping point as well. So I think the next few years are going to be, yeah, it's going to be really amazing to see what artists come up with. So yeah, love the answer again. So what are your plans <laughs> with your work? Where do, where do you, yeah, what is, what is your goals with what you're doing? I'd like to be in that realm of working with bigger businesses to to express their individuality and their brand and create a unique style for them to share for a period amount of time. Or if they want to adopt it completely, I'm down like that. that that's also um, a goal, even like car companies too. Like I've done some edits with car company or with, not with car companies, I've done some edits with cars um, to, to draw flow around the car and everything. And, I think I just want to be everywhere. <laughs> I know that as an artist. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, I don't want to think small because then I always want something to I have, I'm chasing, something I'm trying to achieve. So my socials are yosh.digital. Um, that's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. My website is also yosh.digital. It's in the works, but it's up. So if you do want to check it out, go for it. Um, but if you ever hear anybody reference Yosh, they're talking about me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 